0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the In The Round Podcast. You're here with your boy, Matt Burrill, and we got a great one today with one of my best buddies in this town, Mr. Brian Frazier. We've been trying to get on the same schedule to sit down and talk for a minute now and uh, figured today was a good time to do it, to release this episode, talking about his new single, Drink Come True, which drops tonight. So y'all go pre-save, pre-order, do all the shit, so show our buddy some love. Before we get to the conversation, got to tell y'all about our sponsors, our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium, our friends in the green world. Brian's a big fan, and so are we. They've got all kinds of Delta 8 products, CBD products, hemp products for you to enjoy, and uh, you use promo code ITR at checkout, you save 20% on your order. So go check them out, Trailside CBD Emporium. Next, we got our friends at Saxman Studios. Funny enough, the place where a lot of our friends record, including Mr. Brian Frazier. Shout out to Grady and Saul and Grant and the whole crew over there. If you're looking for a place to record here in Nashville, Tennessee, check out our friends at Saxman Studios. And last but certainly not least, our content sponsors, our partners in all of this. They've been with us since the very beginning our friends at Whale Tail Media. Whales, and Easy and Gracie, and the whole crew, they even do weddings, all kinds of content, photography, video brand boosting, all that good shit. Go check them out at whaletail.com. Now without further ado, let's get into it. My conversation with the man himself, Winchester, Virginia's own, Brian Fraser. You're listening to the In The Round podcast. So when did you first meet Ryan Nelson? Ryan Nelson. So I moved here late
1: 2014. Probably I'd say within six, seven months I met him. We were playing a really crappy round at the Slider House, which I'm so surprised the Slider House is still around. It's called Sliders Riders. Sliders uh, Riders? A bunch of people played that round. Um, Job, Jordan Fletcher... I think The Musky Dime people played it. There was a lot of random people playing this crappy round. Oh, uh, but I met Ryan that night. He was wearing a sports jacket and had some song called Woke Up in the West Side. And it was about him just like waking up at a random girl's house in West Nashville. <laughs> and I remember being like, I don't know who this guy is, but I think I gotta make friends with him. And then, literally, probably the next week, we wrote and we got along with the same type of bullshit humor, man.
0: Just crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys and girls that have that bullshit humor. In yeah, this town, I don't know. Yeah,
1: you're right. It's more of like a stand up comedy. Like, most writers are funny people. I feel like you're not the, and not that they're not deep, but for some reason, the majority of like successful big writers are like stand up comedians to me. I think they all, uh, all of them, you see them in different ways well, Not, see, and there's deep well, I, mean, I mean you but. see
0: it you see it with a guy like Ernest like, exactly Ernest is funny he as fuck could,
1: he could straight up just be a stand up comedian if he wanted to with his writing and stuff but he also can write that deep stuff yeah. so I don't know that's how me and Ryan quickly definitely uh, hit it off but man yeah that was ridiculous that round man I think it was Bobby McClam shout out Bobby he, he set that all up him and Alex Maxwell and then we all met. It's kind of our whole little crew there. It's crazy to see what's happened to everybody since. Yeah, what's happened I mean, to everybody,
0: and then what's happened to Division Street over the years. Oh my god! In you your can't... your years. So you got here? What you said? Twenty fourteen?
1: Late, late twenty fourteen. Basically twenty fifteen. Okay. I mean November is when I moved here, but I mean I hardly even started going out till January. I'd say. So you know. how
0: much of a change have you seen in just I mean, that? I mean, you you were talking about like. All these rounds that you guys talk about, with the exception of, like, Revival and what Jadis has going on, it seems like most of them have come and gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny to see what goes up and down. It seems like it's a whole cycle. Because Whiskey Jam was, like, literally at its, like, infancy. There was none of this outdoor stuff. Uh, Midtown, in general, like, Losers, dude, those beers were, like, $4. We'd go there because it was cheap beer. And no one would go. And, no. and,
0: and you'd smoke in the whole smoke bar. smoke in the
1: whole bar. Uh, I mean, there was business deals being made in that back room. I'm sure there's still, but it's a little more touristy no, now. No no
0: rooftop. No rooftop. So you're
1: cramming in there. Dude, and yeah, and it, it was just like old Nashville. Early, I mean, early 2010s type of stuff. But like, you just wasn't any tourists. And the rounds were funny. It's, it's funny to see now the crappy rounds we all played. Because everybody does it. That's why it's like, you move to town, play whatever. But you end up kind of meeting the people you're supposed to, I feel like. I don't know if it's like a God thing. You're in the spaces. It's very, it's very bizarre to meet the people you meet. Yeah. I mean, how I even met you. Yeah, it's, man. I, I never understand it. It's the weirdest part about Nashville is you end up in the right place at the right time sometimes some with people. Yeah, man. And, and it's like,
0: like when you move to town, we've talked about it on here a bunch, you have like your class. It's kind of like high school. Yeah I didn't believe it They always say that
1: Like they're like Oh yeah It's literally like ninth, 10th grade 11th grade You come and you're like Oh your class of what Because there's like That class of 2013 With all those dudes That kind of came Right before us Yeah And I feel like <laughs> You don't believe it Until you're like I guess I am part of this class That's weird uh, It's the Who were thing. Who
0: some of those Guys and girls for you
1: I mean, it would be kind of Nelson, uh, Alex. I feel like we're all just starting. We we took our time because we're all a little crazier, I guess. But uh, were you I,
0: were you at some of those? Because we had done an episode with Maxwell a while ago, and he was telling stories about his old studio access that he had yeah, at Belmont.
1: Dude, those were yeah. I mean, Belmont would have kicked him out if they knew what we were doing in there. Those, dude. those
0: wild times, wild those, demo those, tapes, those demo sessions of of yourself, Jordan. Joby Ryan and just the the degenerate activities going on outside in the parking lot before the studio he let and after like, hours we weren't
1: allowed to drink like in the studio, so people just drink PBRs out in the parking lot. But like, yeah, he had that studio for like I guess one semester, <laughs> and we were just all doing demo tapes and stuff. I think the coolest one there's one of Ryan and uh, Fletcher, and it's just this song that still could be a hit today. It's just like a random late night kind of buzzed demo. Yeah, that dude. That was that's some old school Nashville stuff. To where I don't know how he didn't get caught. <laughs> but again, it's just
0: kind of one of those things where it it was his first first taste of getting behind the board and doing the yeah. producer thing. And now you see what he's what what the, I call him the Yenzer Swiss Army dude, Knife. Like he
1: does it all. But I mean, literally, when I first met him, he was we were I mean we write every other week. He's my best friend um, and producer, and he's just kind of turned into this massive producer. But he always was doing that. The demo tapes we first have from way back in the day, it's crazy to see what he's come to. I guess, it's, I mean, it's just hard work. The dude puts in hours. He just gets stuck in his
2: he, he
0: studio. Wa- he and never he leaves. He was the demo guy during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. being like, hey, Maxwell, you want to go grab lunch? Or, like, you want to go do something? Oh, man, I got to work on these that's demos. That's what I
1: love. I love seeing all the hard work for a lot of my friends paying off now because that's kind of what's happening. It's finally starting. We all kind of would be, I mean, Alex and me would do these cover gigs. We'd drive to, uh, what was it? Kentucky, Louisville, we'd be in this backside bar driving on the way back. We'd be like, "Man, one day people people will listen to us." Like, "Hey, we'll, we'll get." And that, we're like four years in at that point being like, "Why is anyone not listening to our songs?" Like kind of getting are, depressed like, and then like like what it's are we starting to hit now? So, like what are the
0: what are these folks doing different that we're not? Exactly. Doing? Like we've yeah. been here at the same time, which exactly. that's another hard part about Nashville is you see, folks, kind of have that success early. I mean, everybody's path is kind of a little different. It's
1: a marathon, and it's funny. I've learned not to become jealous of anybody. Like, it's hard at first. You're like, "Well, why does he have this that I don't?" I feel like I'm a better this and that. And it's like it's very easy to become jealous in this town, and it gets you nowhere. You comparing yourself to someone will get you nowhere because that person that got a record deal right when they came to town, they might, they probably won't have it in two or three years, and yeah. then you'll have something happen. And you'll kind of hop up in front of them, yeah. and then maybe your deal works out, maybe it doesn't, and then you're back. It's like, you're always going to be, if you're competing with everyone else, it's stupid. Yeah, so it's, what... That's the one yeah, thing I've
0: learned. Yeah, so what was like, kind of your road to getting here? So you're from Winchester, Virginia, yeah, for right that. off I-81. <laughs> yeah. I've driven past it. I've stopped at that Chick-fil-A before. Like, I've been through... That, that's like a stop for my I journey back home to New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, you, you pass through, it's like, because some of those exits on 81, you're, you're not going to find shit. There's nothing. You're going through the mountains and all that. You pull up on Winchester, there, there is some shit there. And,
1: act, we actually have stuff in the, my little mountain town where I grew up, so yeah, we're kind of the bigger stop on 81, yeah. in Blue Ridge. Uh, I moved here, yeah, like I said, like late 2014. Um, I'd say the music thing started around like 12 or 13, just uh, listening. I remember there's a specific Kenny Chesney song called uh, "Where Is It?" Somewhere uh, it was uh, on the "No Shoes, No Shirt, No Problem" album, yeah. and it was on the coast of somewhere beautiful. And it's just a jam. I remember being like nine or ten and being just obsessed with that song. And for some reason, it just it. And I had been to country concerts growing up. My parents took me to all the fair stuff. I'd seen Alabama was my first country concert back in the day. A lot of stuff, and it just lit a fire. And then, honestly, it was right when the internet was becoming like tabs were huge got a crappy guitar learned GCD and I remember learning a couple Kane Chesney songs and a couple other like deep cuts and then from there on just kept learning every cover song I wanted to do like in front of people sounded crappy and then started writing around like 14 <laughs> to 15 and then high school definitely got way more into it because you could play in front of girls yeah yeah <laughs> and then that came into thing you're like I'm at a party and all these people will listen to me hell yeah you guys want to hear this College is definitely where the songwriting really took off. I started doing open mics and stuff, and I went to a a small uh, liberal arts school called Shepherd University in the mountains of West Virginia. It's kind of a subset of uh, West Virginia University, and uh, really kind of cut my chops there in all these open mic rooms, really hippie open mic rooms that were not used to country songwriting. Yeah, so what was that? Like, yeah. you're
0: getting up there doing your thing after some some guys are doing more They're that old. Bob Dylan kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, very
1: weird folk stuff. Storyteller. Coolest thing was getting respect from those dudes being like, well, who's this kid? He must be, like, I could sing and stuff, so they were just like, oh, well, this is different. But they didn't understand commercial country, which was funny. And um, through the, th- I mean, the four years in college just kind of, just kept hitting it hard with that and started – getting those cover goods, kind of build, you're building it without even noticing really because you'll play like a little fair gig and then you'll play a two-hour gig and then you'll play a three-hour gig. You're like, oh, I'm starting to like just start making money off this. And then finally I graduated and my parents were just like, I think you like need to go to Nashville. I was, usually people's parents are like, what are you doing? Yeah. My parents were fully supportive. Which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They they had seen me do enough uh, things to where they're like, I think you need to head down there and try this out which I was blessed to have that type of sport and still do. Um, So, yeah, basically it was a little hippie town in college. really got me into it and uh, been writing ever since. I mean, I've been here for, I was thinking about it on the way over here, seven years since I've moved here. I remember the day. It was November 22nd. Moved down here and uh, just hit the ground running. And it's been fun, man. Where
0: where was the first place you went to be like, I got to meet some people?
1: Whiskey Jam. I mean, this is when OG – I mean, like, it was like Tyler Reeve was playing acoustic and there was a couple other guys. It was kind of that crew, and that's it. But that was OG Whiskey Jam to where it wasn't even packed, to be honest with you. There's probably like 60 people in the room when people were there. It was like Trent Tomlinson, all those kind of really early 2000s people. Bro country was hitting, so a lot of those people were kind of in the corners and stuff. And I remember everyone just kind of chilling. There, you could tell there was – there was groups of people – And I just wanted to make my group of people. Yeah. Like, that was the thing. I remember being, and it took probably, I didn't know a soul here. A lot of people move here with connections and stuff. I knew no one until I met Ryan and a lot of these people. I would go out to bars by myself and just be like, man, did I make the right decision? Like, this sucks. That, that, I, that hesitation it, is in there, it's yeah. The, probably the worst. That's second guessing. Second yeah, guessing. second guessing. Second worst guessing. worst guessing. feeling is moving to town knowing no one and having to go out, which I think it's more simple now because there's so much events, what you guys put on in
0: the round. There's so many networking and, events and now. these things right here, these phones Dude, yeah. are a huge deal. There was
1: no Instagram. You had Facebook, but it kind of sucked. Yeah, and I yeah. mean there's
0: there's so many different different avenues now where folks are getting connected that you guys didn't have seven, six, seven, eight years I ago. I
1: didn't think about that completely. Just getting rowdy with friends, really, you make good memories. There's some stupid open mics I played back in the day. I feel like everyone should have played or should. Some half of them aren't around.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say what open mics are around Dude, now? There's
1: always a joke with me and Dawson Edwards because we both played this place called Jed's, which was right by the country. It's to the left. It was a crappy where
0: where was I'm, I'm like my... a steakhouse or something. Okay.
1: The like nicer place, like if you're looking at the local, it's to the left. It was called Jed Sports Bar. Oh, so that was
0: <laughs> so there was a venue next to that. I next. don't know
1: if so, it was a venue. It was, just it was like, a shit bar. Basically like Dawson, and I would go in there and uh they would have an open mic and you had to like run when the guy was like, All right, sign up and you'd have to like run to the guy to get in the top ten. And literally you'd be playing one song in front of people that are just trying to watch like college basketball and they're all smoking and stuff. But it's probably the most hilarious round because everyone's played that, that and the
0: Commodore, which is still around. Yeah. Like Hotel Bar. I've still never <laughs> been to the Commodore. That's the crappy I've one yet, too. I've yet to go to the Commodore, but I've everybody I've ever talked to has played there at least once.
1: And the Douglas quarter, which is R.I.P. Yeah, dude. To, dude smoking smoking
0: um up. smoking on the row I used to go to uh, what, it was, was the old and they and they still do that um Ralston uh runs that over at the new Bobby's um Bobby's idol location. They're needed.
1: I mean the open mics are needed. It's funny to see all the crappy ones that go in and out. They're just <laughs> like, damn dude. Those are those were the worst but the greatest.
0: <laughs> yeah well, what what was the fun. what was the first night that you don't remember?
1: Oof it was probably pretty early on, even if I was by myself, because, I mean, you just start going partying with people, trying to meet people. Uh-huh. Probably Whiskey Jam, honestly, yeah. I remember hearing that um, Whiskey on My Breath, in playing it, got pretty blacked out to that song. Tyler, yeah, Tyler replaying it on the Whiskey Jam stage. But honestly, it didn't start, like, having a lot of friends till like, a year
0: in. Did you go out on Broadway at all?
1: No, I was more just hitting the Midtown bars. That's where it was at. Broadway. Yeah, Broadway. I mean,
0: it I still kind of is that way. Yeah, yeah,
1: Broadway, you're just meeting. It was tourists then, too. I mean, now you wouldn't even step foot. There's no way you're meeting anybody. It's a funny networking thing, though. I mean, Ten Roof Revival, too, was that was all those things were just getting started. And I'm amazed the, the Ten Roof and Whiskey Jam still around because all the rest of them are gone. It's, it's bizarre how they all, and I guess in 10 years, there'll be new ones.
0: That's the way it is. It really yeah. is like high
1: school to where it's like, well, there'll be freshmen again. Just stay around, man.
0: And there'll be the kids will, the or the new folks coming into town will start something, yeah. which is, again, that's something I've kind of been able to pride what we do. A lot of the guys and girls that we have play our round have moved here around the same time I have. When did you, know, you move with the, here? Um, it'll be three years on October twenty fifth. Three years. So yeah, and I'm, I'm just—it's just been grinding, you know. Still and hanging, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still still hanging. Don't want to be or go anywhere else. I mean, the first year I worked that bouncing job on Broadway. I would
1: have loved to seen you bounce people Dude, at bars. That was that just was... yelling in a New York accent. I was,
0: yeah. So it'd be your the... mother's, your fucking, cousin. get out of this, bar. <laughs> <laughs> yelling,
1: get out of this fucking bar.
0: So it was. It was funny because me and uh, me and Boudreaux, me and Tyler would work together. Big boys just and, hanging. And there. it's like me, I'm, I'm. Smaller stature, loudmouth New Yorker, can Perfect. handle himself. And then you got Tyler, who's like 6'4", 300 plus, doesn't look, doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would hurt a fly, but yeah. you take him off, he'll move you. A he's, oh, yeah, he's a big dude. So it's like you got little loudmouth here, you got big, <laughs> giant guy right here. And we'd be the guys at the front door checking the IDs. So it'd be hilarious when, when we'd have to do something because I'm there. I've, it took me a while to learn how to de-escalate a situation. You know? Seems like they don't do that anymore down there. But sorry, no, you're good. You're good. You're um, good. But yeah, I mean, you see all kinds of shit. And like my networking, I was my first networking with music people was meeting folks that played at Whiskey Row, Since- which now is like our boy Stephen Paul. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. At that point, it was like Skylar Anderson, Henry Martin, um, Chris Schrader, like people like that that were just always out on Playing Broadway. That. And for me, that was the, the Nashville that I knew that first year. And yes. then I started going to Midtown and I was like, oh. Like this exists. Here's where, <laughs> here's where all these songwriters have, that I've been hearing about, here's where all these, these folks are. I mean, they're, they're grinding on Broadway, but it's a different kind yeah, of. Yeah, two
1: different types of thing. And yeah. they all mix together. But it's a funny thing that people, because tourists will be like, well, and I've played, I played downtown. I still do. There's nothing against it. But it's a funny thing with tourists. They just straight believe, which I get. If you come to town, you're like, well oh, I guess you get found at Luke Bryan's. I mean
0: that's what they say at the fucking airport when you get off. They have XYZ yeah. artists from Kelly Pickler to George Strait to Brad Paisley to I, I think um I think Tannehill's on there Yeah, that's a the goal of-
1: though, to get the airport thing. I wanna get the airport thing. Bro, airport do it in my strip club voice. Like, Welcome to Nashville. <laughs> Please check luggage for any unopened <laughs> like you did like that, yeah. No, jokes yeah. aside, it really would be cool to have me or a friend. Yeah. I would just love to be walking yeah. to the airport and, like, hear Nelson's voice just Hi. scream at me. Hi. Hi. this is your <laughs> mayor, Ryan Nelson. Mayor. Also,
0: Ryan Nelson from Mayor 2021. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm his chief of staff. I'm really excited. I'm really f- ready for him to get canceled a few times, so we're really pumped I him.
0: don't know if he's cancelable.
1: That's why he's I love, cancelable. yeah, the memes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. 2021, Cooper, we're coming for you. <laughs> oh,
0: That's our boy, thing, yeah. Absolutely, so... So, for you, what's the what's the process of getting music out over the years been like? It's, some, I mean, it's changed When When did your first song, when did you put your first song Back out? Back
1: in the day, I put this song called uh, Blue Ridge Nights, which still kind of jams. I recorded it with this guy that was a bigger producer in DC. Um, that was probably 2013, right when I graduated college, is when I started doing like going in the studio and figuring out professionally. I didn't even know how you did it then. And even back in DC, they kind of do it like they do it here. You get players, you pay them, have a producer in the room and cut the song and, um, slowly kind of work your way into different. I moved down here and then I, I used a guy named Kenny Royster, which pretty decent. He did the Luke Holmes early stuff. And, um, you kind of hit on some things, and then like I have a song called Keys that stuck around. Everybody likes, and it's funny. If you have a few from the early days that people still sing, I think you did something right. Yeah, they're not all going to be good.
0: Which, which, which a lot of the folks in that crew have. You have those. Yeah. Nelson has those. Yeah, Joby like, has those. Maxwell has those. Dawson has those. OG stuff. Stephen has those. Well, you know, like, you're yeah. like
1: you could kind of see something coming from it. Like not all the songs are good, but you're like, oh man, well it still can be played today. Which is rare, because a lot of people's early stuff, they just delete it, because you're like, oh, I don't like that. Then I slowly, um, making friends with Alex, I mean, he's, he didn't want to be a producer, wasn't trying to be a producer. No, not at all, which, which
0: is what's so funny yeah, about that just, whole situation.
1: Honestly, um, us becoming best friends, and then he kept doing demos for everything we wrote, and it just got to the point where I was like, well, you get what I'm trying to do here. And we had this song called Last I Heard, we wrote together, and I was like, can you just produce it with me? And he was like, well, yeah, I'll just do that one. And then it's turned into this huge, I mean, yeah, with Trey and everything, it's hilarious because it kind of started with me being like, hey, man, I know you're just doing your own thing, but can you help me out? I just want a friend to actually produce yeah, instead of and, a producer and that's...
0: You, and you guys both relatively being from a similar area. Yeah, yeah, That yeah, helps, yeah. too.
1: We do we do have the same kind of mountain t- tendencies and different th- the ways we... I never knew I was so close to Pittsburgh until I started coming down here, and I'm like, ah.
0: Would you say that the Pittsburgh accent is the weirdest accent? Oh,
1: it's the... It is the weirdest. Well, it's just a mix of like a weird... Pa slash southern th- I don't know. I just they're like northern rednecks to me. That's the like Pittsburgh thing. Yeah, like
0: you think about folks you know from Pittsburgh, like Nikki T. Nikki
1: T. Yeah, yes. Shout out
0: Alex Maxwell. <laughs> the the lake the there's the the Lakeview boys. There's the rest of the Rays rowdy clan. Like they're they're just rowdy folks it, that like to drink a lot of beer. And like, cheer on like, their Stillers. and
1: Stirlers, Go Stillers. and for, like, drink their icy light. Eat I lots of Permani sandwiches. Permani Bros. Going down to Steelers. They have different accents too in the town and outside of the town, which makes me like. Really? By the way, we're uh, playing uh, Pittsburgh next week. What is it? Saturday. Get your tickets. Alex Maxwell. I'm opening the show. Yeah, I saw that. It's, uh, I don't even know where it's at. Where it's like right outside of Pittsburgh. But look up alexmaxwell.com. Com. Tickets. Get them tickets, yo. Yeah, going to be outside. It's going to get a little fall fest.
0: Yeah, How was how's, um touring been for you the last year? I remember you were on kind of that. We were talking we're about last bur- night. We were on the brewery tour, baby. Yeah, yeah,
1: man. It's been cool. Uh, I was surprised how much I was able to play last year. I was really worried when the pandemic hit of being like, well, going to get stuck in my basement. Got to figure out things. I was like, dude, I got to go back to Ubering because <laughs> everyone's done the gig. You know, you're you're not a real like grinder here to me unless you've done a bunch of weird jobs. Yeah. Had, we've all had the what's, weirdest
0: what's jobs. What's the weirdest one you've done? Would, I mean, would I've Uber done... be the weirdest or?
1: Weird wise, I mean, yeah, I've done the Uber. I've done what else? I mean, I'd say funny why. I worked at the, when I, my first job when I got to town, I worked at the Ryman gift shop. Oh, S- shit. Sold magnets. And then, like, you know, you take pictures on stage where you can take pictures, like with a guitar. Yeah. I was the guy taking tourist photos. Nice, <laughs> like nice. Anything ever. And then the nicest people at that place. But man, was it a, uh, just sucked having to deal with the tourists down there. That was like working at Disney World. So just selling magnets to old people, that was good. Um, you got this one in a <laughs> bigger <laughs> yeah, size. They just scream at you <laughs> if you don't give them the right change or something. It's, it, was, it was rough. But I feel like everyone has those stories. It's it's funny. It's part of moving here and just kind of grinding with everybody.
0: <laughs> you're like, yeah, you do what you got to do.
1: Like You get random stuff and you live. But uh, back to the touring, yeah, man. Um, last year, a lot of the outdoor stuff in Virginia opened up. So I was able to... I have connections with a lot of those breweries. Breweries back home are pretty much like the bars. There's so many yeah. in Northern Virginia.
0: We have we have those in New York too. It's where just it's a like thing. we don't come have to, them Come here, to but... come to this brewery. You yeah. can you can buy a growler here. <laughs> and if you really like the beer, take home a big fucking thing. I of just it.
1: say it's like a bar yeah. where people can bring their dogs and kids and act like alcohol's fine. They can drink
0: it all day. Yeah, it's like a place where alcohol is very acceptable. But I'm
1: down. They they like country music and they'll they'll pay you well. So I got to tour a lot with them, and then uh, I, I did a lot of a couple um, actual f- full band shows. I actually got, there's a big festival back home called the uh, Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival. And we did about, which is huge for me, like 2,100 tickets for this Hell festival. Yeah. I mean, that's like the most I've ever done in my little career. And um, that was in May. So that was legit. So it wasn't the worst. twenty. I, honestly, when the pandemic happened, I was like, well, this is screwed. Well, what, gotta, what, I got to go sell magnets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what was 2019 like before that? Uh, I mean, it was, what was actually, that? what I'll, was that like see, touring?
1: I was actually able to open for a couple of people. I opened for Phil Vassar, I opened for Jimmy Allen. It was starting to build. That was the crappy thing with like starting to like actually open for some bigger acts. And then I literally was booked to open for Tyler Rich. And then it was two months before the pen. Like it was like we were going to do in May open for him. And I don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a booking deal. These, all these opening acts are just me grinding, trying to send out emails. So anytime I get one. And is this,
0: is this back home? Is this like up north in Virginia? Yeah, this is up in Virginia.
1: um, But like, anytime I get these, it's like, you know, the few and far in between. So you got to take them. And it's like the pandemic hit that. And it was just like, well, guess we got to grind with the breweries. But that's just all part of it. So it's been good. Still got to open for some people. Do my own thing. Definitely trying to get some more full band stuff because all those breweries are usually acoustic, or we'll
0: just bring up a trio or something. Well, that's the thing—you've had the taste of the full band, right? uh, and you want like, it so bad. Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so hard to go back. I know, right? It's like it's like touring in a. Going from touring in like an SUV to like touring in a bus, Completely. and then you go back, and it's and like, like whoa, and it's like at the end of the day, you got you you love what you're playing doing, playing music,
1: and you're getting paid. That's that's yeah. always that's what it's all
0: about. But when you get that taste of of getting to oh, that yeah. next level, especially when you've been grinding like you have and you've been working hard at it to go back and you got to kind of, kind of, I mean, not, not settle, but in a way no, like, yeah, completely. yeah, yeah. drive so. my
1: forerunner up to gigs and have the trailer, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little different.
0: Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Whereas you, whereas you, you were used to rocking with your boys. Now oh, who, yeah. who'd you have, did you have like a set band? Uh, like, usually, any,
1: I mean, um, uh, we always have a, uh, before uh, a lot of my bands, I mean, th- these guys, they're so good. They've all gone on with me, which understandable huge acts like, I mean, uh, Dalton Stanley, Dalton was like one of my first yeah. friends when I moved to town. He's with Sean, just killing it. Yeah, he's um, he's
0: he f- he settled into a very 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 nice I would gig use over there.
1: Andrew uh, Grasso, he's with uh, Ashland Craft. A lot of my band, the people I would use in the band, are actually they're all on some big tours now. Um,
0: Boston Mike, oh, he's one of the OG. He he is a rowdy, a resident son of. of him, I would say him, he's everywhere. Yourself and uh, Michael Gordon, who works for um, AMG, that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. management group, the residents of Red Door. <laughs> the residence of Red Door. <laughs> he is a
1: Red Door. That's how he gets some gigs, my, man. My, That's network. Mike, Mike
0: is at Red Door on the patio yeah. with his cigarette and his and his green herbal substances Sc- having a blast.
1: Screaming Boston stuff at people basically. Yeah, he,
0: yeah dude, but I first met him. It was, that was an experience That's another, yeah. I was like, uh, so New York and Boston, we just naturally butt heads with each other, but He's a good dude. <laughs> You've had some characters out on the road with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've. I mean, it's definitely a wild, wild bunch. I'm Trying to think of anyone else. We kind of you, you cycle through them, but you, I'd say. Well, I mean, at the level I'm at with the full full band shows, you keep like two or three of each position, and then you just roll with it. Um, who else? Yeah, we used. Uh,
0: who was drumming for you?
1: The Andrew Gasso, and okay. then there's another guy. Uh, I can't even think of his name, but. Um, Yeah, dude, it's uh, definitely trying to get back on the full band stuff. It's always fun. You know how it is with the road. Bringing out the crew, the memories that you have. <laughs> yeah, dude,
0: it's 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 a great it's a great time, um, and it's it's wild. I'm sure you've seen some wild shit. Uh, yeah, between dude, doing, some weird, between doing the college scene to doing shit. back home, uh, full band stuff to doing shit here. To, uh, We've even toured yeah. Louisiana
1: back in uh, through Dawson Edwards. We had this connection uh, with this uh, Booker down in Louisiana, and it's just weird to be a kid from like Virginia down in Louisiana playing what, all what, these like where's coons. the bi- yeah It was wh- like West Lafayette. Yeah. It was uh, there was one place called Rax. And then another one called I can't even think of. it, a Cowboys.
0: Yeah, it was Cowboys. We're, we're you guys, doing, you know about it, probably. We're, do, we're doing Cowboys in Scott, Louisiana. There it is. Yeah, yeah. we're going there dude, next it's week. Wild!
1: It's fun, dude. Yeah,
0: it's in the middle of nowhere and it's awesome. Yeah, we're going there. I actually, it's funny. I just got a got a text message from a mutual friend of you ours, Mister Trey that. Bonner. Trey Bonner was saying Shout out how, Trey Bonner. how the venue, how they this this Cowboys it's so podunk they're not even selling tickets like online. Oh no, yeah. You go, you buy them at the venue beforehand or at the Western store next door. Or so some, I guess there's a Western store like yeah a cowboy, yeah. A, like, fully, dude, it's a uh, Cowboys.
1: Like <laughs> I mean, they looked at me and judged me until I started playing, and they're like, all right, this guy's cool. Yeah. Like it was one of those and venues. Where, where,
0: was, where was like? i I've seen I've had culture shock a ton. That was a, not culture shock, just kind of mm-hmm.
1: laughing, being like, wow, this is really lo- real louisiana it's like, crazy how the fuck did i get here yeah i literally like w- you'd google map to your house back home and like i'm like <laughs> fucking 20 hours these people are talking in a uh, creole yeah. and shit just messing with me and i'm like that's the type of stuff i love about the road though the experiences i mean you've gotten to see it the past couple years with the places you've been You're yeah just, like, dude
0: I've, I've, i remember one of, my, one of my first gigs with, um, with gary and charlie and musk and i was in boaz alabama <laughs> Boaz, Alabama. It
1: has a New Yorker. You never thought you'd end up in that place. I right? had,
0: I had people. I asked somebody, "What do you do for fun around here?" Because like our green room was at, was the was the community firehouse. We were like partying with the firemen. Nice. They all had fucking handlebar mustaches. It was awesome. <laughs> um, and um, I was like, "What do you do for fun around here?" They're like, oh, we fight our chickens. And I was like, "Where the fuck am I?" <laughs> Like, how did I get here? I had people I had people asking me because they saw my they saw my curly hair and were like, Are you Jewish? They were like asking oh, me. Oh, like, dang. It was like, a very different and t- I and then afterward, I mean that ended up being the gig that they hired me full time oh, on. So really? we partied yeah. at the one bar in Boaz, Alabama, and then walked like two and a half miles a back name. to our hotel. By the way Alabama yeah, we, we partied with the mayor we partied with the cops we, we partied with the fire like if something happened in Boas, Alabama I don't know how so it would have been got handled shot they partying with you Yeah everybody's there <laughs> just boozing and smoking and having a good time it was it was quite the scene but yes that's roads a
1: different place it's a funny thing you don't realize when you're getting into it like you just like oh I'm gonna write songs play country music the road's a funny place
0: yeah have you been to Mississippi at all
1: I have not only driven through I'd love to play I've heard Stark Vegas
0: is where it's at Stark Vegas Stark, is I've, nuts I've, I've and heard just great things I mean you can always tell when you get into Mississippi because the roads it's a different vibe well the roads you just start hitting bumps it's like going from I
1: don't even think they have roads they just have dirt have <laughs> or, or red they <laughs> have wild
0: packs of dogs <laughs> yeah, too I've seen those. <laughs> You look out the window and there's just like twenty like mutts. It's some running. old South stuff.
1: It's funny. 30, it's there, man. It's old gr- South, it's,
0: baby. It's wild. Have you been to a Bucky's yet?
1: I have been to a few. I was just in Florida and got to experience another one, dude. I've been like three times, and holy shit! When you walk in, every time it just amazes me. It's like I'm walking. I always had a friend because I'm a big sheets guy, coming from where I'm from. Yeah, huge sheets guy, and like the food, amazing. Anytime you can get it, go get it. Mozzarella sticks there banging. But Bucky's, you walk in and it is really is just like a Walmart on steroids that's way cleaner. The bathrooms are what gets me that they're selling like five hundred dollar paintings in the bathrooms to people. <laughs> and like rednecks are like, I'll take it. Alright, is that a shark uh on a wick? It's like they,
0: a They sell deer corn, they sell tree stands, they, they sell Barbecues, They sell all kinds of random shit. I
1: don't know what it is about. Though. Uh, they're putting one in Gatlinburg. I can't wait to go yeah, to that have one. You, have you
0: seen how much? And, and like if you work at Bucky's, like it's pretty lucrative. Everybody gets benefits. They hook it up. I think you. they work mm. your ass off, but like minimum, they pay you Minimum well. wage is like $18. That's hundred... like the starting point. Like it, if you're a kid, a job at Bucky's is great.
1: It's so Texas and I love yeah. it. I can't believe that it's a real thing. And I'm so glad they're just expanding everywhere in the South. Because for yeah. us traveling, I, I mean, no offense, but like Pilots and flying jays. I don't really like them. I think they're just they're good for what they are. But man, if you could have a Bucky's, which one would you go to? Come on, yeah, like you're gonna go or to a, Buc-
0: or or a Sheets or or yeah. a or a Wawa or a come and goes. They used to call me like come and go. Just for namesake, come and go. Yeah, like, to, come <laughs>
1: go. Come. like my friends used to make fun of me because when I first moved down here, I was really just like, there's no late night food in Nashville. It sucks. You just can't get it. And I would just get so angry late at night, being like, where the fuck is the Sheets? Come on. They'd be like, angry Brian chill like you just sheets are amazing you can get anything any nine. but yeah man wawa's Wild okay too i'll respect it but. yeah
0: yeah i mean honestly but anytime you i mean just as long as you're not stopping at, like some shitty exxon i can't or, like, yeah i mean i mean th- i mean yeah because that's the thing like a shell station or like that there are some like weird country what's
1: your top uh <clears throat> top favorite two foods on the road I mean Chipotle is the Chipotle is the only one that's Chipotle like, is
0: one of my favorites. We don't really eat that a lot. The way the way like I mean like I when I when I was out with Musky guys, it was Chick-fil-A and it was um Chipotle.
1: That's how I all roll all
0: the uh, time.
1: Musky mirror the same touring all the diet, time. then yeah. Well,
0: yeah, because Chipotle That's all it is cleanliness. You, yeah, if yeah. you want to eat clean, you know what you're gonna get. It's gonna be consistent. So I like Chipotle. Um, Lately, though, we've been we've been just running and gunning it and like having to stop at like truck stops because we've had that that damn bandwagon thing. Yeah, you're eating
1: inside fucking 60 feet.
0: So you pull in, you got to you got to fuel up like the trucks fuel up. So you get like it's a lot of those loves flying jays. <laughs> yeah, it's the... Cause, like Bucky's doesn't allow trucks, so like you oh, can't fill up. that's yeah. another reason why Bucky's is so clean. Think there's about n- that; there's they don't no yet. truckers out of Bucky's. So they
1: don't let the lot lizards in. <laughs> no, 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 no lot lizards allowed at Bucky's, baby. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no. Y'all lot ever lizard.
1: y'all ever had a lot lizard on your on your bus yet? No critters no, on k- the bus. No critters. No critters on the bus. <laughs> lot
0: lizards and critters not welcome. Yeah, <laughs> not not on the bus. We definitely definitely had some some wild. Um, some wild and um and interesting um interesting stories, bro. And uh, speaking of speaking of wild and interesting, our two football teams fucking suck. Oh yeah, they back suck. At it. Uh, they back suck. At it. I'm so a bad. Washington
1: R words fan for all you guys. R words, R words. No, it's the Redskins. I
0: can't wait to hear. And I'm a Giants fan, but I know I have a really good feeling that. Um, that this this first this first game back or this, Daniel Jones is going to die. Whoa, Daniel Jones might die. One of your quarterbacks already. You're going to kill one of our quarterbacks. We'll kill your second quarterback. Um, but I can't wait. Even as a Giants fan, or you guys are division rivals, but to hear the crowd chant hail to the Redskins. Oh,
1: they did it already, and I yeah, love. It. Gonna, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be
0: there all the time. You can't
1: take that out. Of, you just can't take that away from no, us. It's, it's like trying to take what they try to take. Uh, uh, Dixieland Delight from Alabama or something. Yeah. It's like, or you can't do that.
0: That one's got a couple F words in it. Though, yeah, you know? a little so different. So that's a little bit a little different. Different. But <laughs> different. But the hell to the Redskins thing, it's, it's. I mean, uh, the... Um, we're a mess.
1: I don't know how... My dad apologizes always. He goes, man, I'm sorry you were born into this. <laughs> it's just like, what are those
0: things? But <laughs> you guys have a strong history. Yeah, the history's there. It's
1: real. I mean, they were good in the 80s. I'm basically part of what they call the lost generation of Redskins fans because I was born in... 89. And you got teased when Joe Gibbs came I, back. I don't remember any of the early Super Bowls. But yeah, hey, I've met Joe Gibbs before. The nicest grandpa on earth. He's the, he's the truth. <laughs> he's the grandfather I mean, of the if, Washington Redskins. If he came back today, we'd probably win more games even with him not even remembering things. <laughs> he'd, he'd be able to, that's Eighth, yeah, there's are. a lot of that going on in Washington. You also, know? <laughs> um, uh, Dan Snyder, eat shit, hate you. Yeah, but, he's, um, he's, a, he's a horrible yeah, He's owner. the worst person
0: on earth. Horrible owner. I could go on a...
1: We, which, could, we could have a whole podcast. Which,
0: which Redskins for the Agent Bust drove you the craziest mad? Like, which one got you the most oh, pissed? Because there was a lot well, of them. There's
1: a couple. I, I could... Okay. Uh, Albert Haynesworth. I was going to... He's probably my... is the top one because he laid on the ground that one time and just <laughs> didn't get up. <laughs> <laughs> and he got paid literally like $70 million. He's still hanging out in Knoxville spending that money. <laughs> and then there's another guy that was this, like, white free safety named Adam Archuleta. Never played. Was the highest free safety at the time paid. And he... And Ended up being a uh, punt return blocker or like a punt blocker. He uh, he literally they paid him so much money and then he couldn't use them on defense. And so he they, he was just on special teams and he was getting paid like five million a game. There's a huge list of them, but yeah, old Fat Owl is probably the biggest. That idiot. We we like to we like to pay him and then they do nothing. That's yeah, because
0: like, that's the thing. You you have a guy like Snyder who's going to just spend an absurd amount of money.
1: If you if I went down the list of stuff that Dan Snyder's done, he sold a. Uh, uh old expired Bud Light from a World Cup game one one at the stadium. <laughs> what? He uh what? sold uh expired peanuts from like an old Jeez. airline once. He uh sued a grandma because she wanted to get out of her season <laughs> tickets. He uh dude, <laughs> the list goes on, dude. He's the worst. But we could yeah, again, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I could like, Man, so like, hey, yeah, your owner's an asshole, but he at least seems
0: like he's no, got well, the his ma- hit. He's well, got his The, the Maris for me have been like, as, I'm I'm spoiled as a Yankee, as a New York sports fan, New York, as the New as the big brother New York sports fan, as I like to call it, because like you've got your teams that have been around for a long time, then you've got your teams that came in the '60s. So in the '60s, yeah, came the, the Mets, Jets, all the Mets, all the jersey Jets, teams. Islanders, Nets, like all those four. It's like the Knicks, Rangers, Giants, and Yankees have been around forever. So, I'm lucky to have grown up rooting for those four. Maybe not as much as the Knicks, but Dude, like... I
1: have a, I have a, a friend from Long Island that grew up a Jets fan, and it's just like, I feel so sad always. I, yeah. I always feel better about myself. I remember that, when I remember that
0: one year they went to the AFC Championship, rah, and, like, which it was, all the, it was all the defense, and I forget who the... I think it was Thomas Jones. I forget who the running back was, but Mark... Mark Sanchez, they were like, Mark Sanchez is our guy. It's like, he didn't fucking do anything. Oh, like, butt fumble Sanchez, dude. Dude, what a, what a yeah. bust he was. I think the Jets have had more busts. We bust brought than him in guys. like two years ago when we were a quarterback. I remember that. Yeah. They
1: put a list up today because <laughs> of every starting quarterback we've had since uh, 1988. And it's just like 30 people that you would, the names are just all over the place. We're the worst, but hey, I'll show up every day. It's NFL, baby. Yeah. yeah, Even though we suck, hey, at least we're not the Browns. Yeah, what now, do you, <laughs> and now they they might win a yeah, fucking they're, title. They're actually good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah, very yeah.
0: good. Um, who do you root for for baseball? You Ooh, identify see, with the it's Orioles? a 50-50. Mm. See, I grew, I grew up a huge Orioles fan. Yeah, like, we Cal, discussed. Cal, Cal, I mean, Cal junior, ha- half my basement
1: goat. back home's uh, Cal man. The, yeah, I mean, he's it. He's he's the star of the D.C. metro area. But then the, the, um, uh, the Nats came along, and, I mean, I'm from the northern Virginia area, and that's kind of where the Nats take from. So it's a weird 50-50. I grew up going to Baltimore games. I go to Nats games. I, well, the good thing is they're in different leagues. So yeah, that's what's nice. I can actually I can root other than the battle of the Beltway thing, so I can pick pick and choose. But I mean, cow I still have a Cal Ripken jersey. Still, yeah, and the Orioles
0: still hit home. I grew up going to Camden Yards. Yeah, the, in my opinion, one of the nicest parks. Maybe maybe yep. maybe it's been a little while since I've been there, and all these newer parks have come along. But still, is. there's something about going going out in right field, looking at all the the home run balls that have been hit out on that street. It is the
1: <clears> hardest thing to explain to the people like in the deep south because they usually I mean. The, the college football is such a big deal, but like having to explain the area I come from that is literally four different States that are all within like an hour of each other. We're, like they, the same team
0: is four
1: States. West Virginia, Virginia, yeah. Maryland, DC, yeah, and I and I feel that with it's New like, York, yeah, you guys got, have like three states, in there. yeah, you've
0: got Lower Connecticut, you've got Jersey or the northern part of Jersey, the Taylor Ham part of Jersey, not like, the pork roll, um, <laughs> the and pork then roll. and then you got you got New York, and then New York City is like its own fucking thing, so it's pretty crazy. I just mess with people
1: because my whole family's from West Virginia, but I'm from Virginia, and then 20 minutes past my house is West Wh- Virginia. What the song "Country Roads" was written. About my exact area, yeah, though. the western side the of the only, state of Virginia, the only part of sh- the Shenandoah River that it comes that goes is my area, which is not in West Virginia.
0: But it's a huge argument. I was I was just going to ask that okay. because I was actually in we were in Morgantown recently. Morgantown, what a place! It's a very interesting place, and I've heard that it's Blacked calmed down. There. I've heard that it's calmed down a lot from what it used to be.
1: Yeah, they kind of brought in this, like, uh, what is it, the school, uh, no tolerance. (laughs) It used to be a lot water. Well, couch burning used to be a big deal, especially when I was in college. And right when I was in college, they started banning the couch burning. (laughs) <laughs> but but this is the way everyone would get around it because I would, I would go up there and party on the weekends. Yeah. I, most of my friends went there and stuff. If I went to W, I would have not graduated college. but
0: you but you played it smart. You went to a school. I went to a smaller school you, where you, I was, I, sh- but had a connection I, and ties to where you could still get all the fun shit.
1: I was able to actually go to class because I would never have went to class at W. Yeah. but straight up uh, back in it was like 2011. they made it to where you couldn't sit couches on fire. If you had a couch in front of your house, it was like a fine. What everyone would do is they'd put the couches on wheels and fucking light it up and throw it down the hill because everything's <laughs> a hill there. And no one would know where this couch came from that's burning. And it was this hilarious shit to see, dude. Uh, you just can't stop a bunch of mountaineer
0: yeah, kids. High, just... Yeah, high, high street's pretty wild. We were
1: one of the first stadiums to allow beer sales, too, which was awesome because about right. people get yeah. so drunk and they would go out of the stadium at halftime that they allowed beer sales in the stadium and then they, you weren't allowed to go out.
0: So I love W. Yeah, keep, yeah keep, keep the kids there. Did you ever play at Schmitz? Uh, uh, no, you ever I never. To, did I, you ever I to went Schmitt's?
1: to. I went to two shows there. Yeah, R.I.P. I'm sad about that. Supposedly the guy got his money embezzled out or something. But
0: cool venue. I wish it was still around. I wish it was there because I feel like because we we were at the um Dude. at a theater show there and it's like theaters are a little weird there. Yeah, we're we're with with Trey's show. It's I the that college too. bar like. That Schmidt's place would have been perfect.
1: It's funny when music venues, it just costs so much money to have acts, I guess. But
0: from what I heard is uh
1: employees were stealing from the oh, guy. He ended up being in the hole, so he just kind of shut it down. But it that that place was cool, man. For five years. Who'd you see who'd you see there? Cadillac three and oh, then a nice. couple other. They had some medium level I mean, they're huge now. Um, I mean, even Eric Church and some people came through there wow. at one point. I'd say Going to like crazy concerts. Have you ever been to the 930 Club?
0: I've heard in of it. In the There's, D.C. area. That's I've like, heard a ton about it.
1: That's probably my bucket list venue. That's where I grew up going. It's the rock club where the Foo Fighters got their start. Um, Everything. And like um I got to see Eric Church there back in like when he got kicked off the tour the, that year. The Tim The, the tour, yeah. Tim McGraw tour and that still is one of the greatest experiences I've ever had at a concert. That, that to
0: me, is when Eric Church became the chief. And you could was tell, right around that area, rock yeah. club.
1: And it's like, country bands didn't play that rock club, and now they do. Yeah. Like, Luke Combs played it. I'm sure you guys will play it at some point. It's just yeah. the way it is. But it used to be a place where only hardcore rock bands played. Like, I remember going there, and I got lost, kind of, because it's in the middle of D.C., and I asked a guy, like, Hey man, where's the 9:30 club? Left or right? And he's like, oh, it's left two blocks. He goes, who's playing tonight? I'm like, Eric Church. He goes, who? And then just walks away. And I always <laughs> think about it. I'm like, there's no way that guy doesn't know who Eric Church is now. Like, you know, and that's yeah. that's the cool thing. The 9:30 club's yeah. legit. Though,
0: yeah, you yeah. talk about the, the rock stuff. That's something I grew up around too. Being yeah, y'all have that those rock clubs. These, Well, I mean, so for you, I mean, it's the cliche question what are some of your influences Oof. or whatever? But like, yeah, I appreciate. shade, but mean, like, but like growing up where you grew up, like the DC area, you've got, I mean, so we'll start with Winchester being in the, being a mountain town. You said you get, you had the folk stuff that was at Yeah, college. I mean. Like, blue, you're around that. That's bluegrass there. and
1: folk music is primarily what you see at a lot of the venues where in my direct vicinity of where I grew up. And, uh country music at the fairs and stuff. I mean, yep. I grew up seeing bro, Brad Paisley bro, at a fair. Bro, the,
0: the shirts you wear. Like, you grew, these, up, I mean, you grew up in the golden era of country. And
1: I, when I was little, I got to see a lot of them just come through. Because the way we're on 81, we're the middle route to come back down to Nashville, which I didn't realize until I moved here. Yeah. So, like, I got to see a lot of cool people what fairs that i never thought of at the moment but yeah. at the time like dude um yeah tracy lawrence like i'm wearing this tee right here tim mcgraw of course i got to see brad paisley two times at a fair which is wild but i mean th- those are the basis but i was in the era of like right when napster and kaza was starting to come out and where you were just stealing all types of music yep. just downloading it all which, so like which, I, that 2000s rock yeah. was a huge influence. It's, uh, Alex and I, Alex Maxwell and I, always talk about kind of like, people hate it, but the Nickelback's. Bro, and the, I love I mean, bro. The butt I, rock, bro. I,
0: butt rock, exactly. You can say
1: what you want. I mean, dude, Hinder, Lips of an Angel, yep. still love that song. That still kicks. I mean, th- th- that has... Puddle,
0: Puddle of Mud. Puddle of Mud was Theory amazing. of a Deadman, Seether, bands like that. Yeah. I mean,
1: in a little bit of some of my songs, you'll see some of that, that rock. I feel like I definitely came up on that. And, I mean... Everything, you can think about, though, you were able to download, I think that was the first time before playlisting where you just like, you had it at your fingertips, you could listen to rap, rock, pop, and country all at the same time, and it didn't matter, and you just download it on your iPod and just roll, so like, any the 2000s radio, Top 40, was so cool to me, because it had country on it, it had pop, and it had rock. Yeah, and it had rap a little bit. Now top forty is just straight up rap.
0: Now it's the rap pop. The rap the rappers it. have become the rock There's stars. No
1: rock and rolls did, but it's coming back, which I I do like on TikTok right now. The pop punk stuff's coming back, bro. Too.
0: Machine Gun Kelly's waving that yeah. fucking flag. I'd say
1: another one that was a huge influence, and I think this this would have been a top ten country record in in today's terms. Uh, Yellow Card, yes, Ocean Avenue, that album. Has amazing songwriting. Yep. It's a country album, if you look at it in today's terms. Hell, it's, even, then, got, it's
0: even got a fucking fiddle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's,
1: you didn't realize it at the time. I mean, that that album, huge, huge. And had at least like six songs that, that I mean, there's four singles off that album. But that album was huge to me, too. Other than, the, I mean, the classics. The old school the old school 2000s country, too, was just huge. Brad Paisley, Kenny Chesney, Dirt's yeah, band. Yeah, it's funny you talk about that. They're myself. still around, too, which is amazes yeah, yeah. me that some of these dudes are still
0: around. Yeah, my, my first concert was Tim McGraw it was Dang. the barbecue st- shout
1: out barbecue stain
0: yeah it was a little bit it was a little bit after that i think i was in the third grade so this would have been oh three doctors yeah it was it was when he Woo. was doing like that eric church thing what eric church has been doing recently where it's like no openers and this oh. is right but pre-sobriety tim mcgraw so he was oh, like oh you got pulled. to see fat tim i got to see you saw fat tim beef, i'm jealous of you beefy foo manchu fat tim's the best tim <laughs> You're out there, Tim. Get a little fat for me. Yeah, Just one more that, time. That that pre two thousand five Tim, which I'd still love like the Live Like You Were Dying and the stuff like that came right as he cleaned himself up. Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. about that late nineties, <laughs> early two thousands. Tim McGraw, like it was like real good. Man, tell you ride like the set the circus. Tell down. you
1: ride right, deepest cut that no one talks about. What a
0: song? I'll cover that randomly. I
1: love that song.
0: Yeah, dude, that was one of the first CDs I ever listened tell to. Right, I used man. to ride around my grandma's Ford Windstar mm. listening to that shit. Hell yeah! And then the first one of the first CDs I ever bought. Two first CDs I ever bought were. um. Kenny Chesney, no shoes, no shirt, that, no that, problems, like you were talking man, about. Yeah. With him and his black fucking there wife beater with his black hat. Puka Shell life forever, baby. That was when he turned into being the. Shark, they, yeah, they, <laughs> shark Tooth Necklace. Yeah, the. Shark Tooth Necklace, baby. Shark the, Tooth Necklace game. The, the East Tennessee hillbilly, now pirate, you know. He Love started it. hanging out with Jimmy Buffett a lot. Um, and then uh, the Nickelback um, All the Right Reasons album. yeah,
1: that album was huge. With photograph,
0: animals, side of a bullet, um, follow you home. And it's funny because the guy that really. Help Nickelback with their sound is now Joey Mo. You know, that is the wild thing that a lot of people don't know like like, like he's he helped create Florida Georgia line and then he's produced everything that Morgan Wallen has put out since he signed his deal put out every, everything that Hardy's put out Sean Sinley, Ernest
1: all those people at Big yeah. Loud and yeah. it's amazing yeah. I mean the sound that he has is still people can hate on it all they want the dude knows how to make a hit it is what it is. Uh, yeah, you want to say it's butt and pe- rock and people it. hate
0: on people hate on Nickelback, but it's like that that heavy guitar sound. Like you hear some of that with like the breakdowns. Like you you hear that. Funny in thing Shet. we all
1: say, we all joke that everyone hates Nickelback. I honestly never met a person that like they say like they make fun of them, but everyone goes ah yeah, it's pretty good. But it's like this weird thing where everyone's like yeah 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 they sucked, but at the same time you never meet a person that's very adamant about hating them. It's bizarre.
0: Yeah. Yeah, People no, you like butt rock forever, baby. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: CDs are always funny, too. We always I'm, it's just bizarre. Do you, do you still collection. have a
0: whole CD collection? I got the big
1: old like 64 like case thing yeah. where you're in your car. Yeah, like, I, had, like, <laughs> I had like I had like
0: a little blue and gray one that I definitely got at target that maybe held <laughs> yeah, 35 dude. CDs. And I oh, filled God. it up. I was like, oh, my God, I finally filled it up.
1: It, yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the type of sh- it's funny. And then like you get a scratch on it. You got to buff it out.
0: Bro, yeah, that'll make you that, feel That'll video, make you feel old. The well. video games, too. I remember uh, going to yeah. GameStop, buying the little shit to yeah. fucking clean off the yeah. discs. They'll give you 99 cents for that Madden you just bought. What, what's something that we got to experience growing up that you wish kids today could experience?
1: What did we get to experience? Man, I mean, that music thing. Well, this, honestly, the first time you buy a CD, you you don't know what the hell's on it. You just like the artist. I do think that's the most missed. I get why they can't do it anymore. I wouldn't probably buy a $19 cd from two songs but there was something about it when you bought a cd and it like was seven or eight songs that were jamming instead of this oh here's a single here's a single here's a... and then i've heard the whole album when the time they release it yeah. might be the most annoying and i know there's marketing data that probably supports what they're doing because they wouldn't do it without it but man does it annoy me that you can't just get the cd and it's just out of nowhere i think like that music wise that's what kids are missing because you just the consumption's different and it always has been every five to ten years it changes I mean they're saying the thing in the 80s where they're like oh it's not like the album things but having a whole album going to like an FYE and buying it bro FYE was the shit or like get yourself a blacklight poster and a (laughs) Dude, I remember Tower Records. Tower, put those nasty-ass id fans on, listen yeah. to, like, CDs. And Tower,
0: t- I think it was Tower Records or yep. another record store. You used to have a partnership with the Yankees, and you can go and get what? cheap fucking tickets. It might have been illegal, but I, I remember buying tickets Sounds as a kid to Upper Deck. Very schemey. Sounds very legal. Yeah, you F- go to, like, <laughs> yeah, you go to like the back desk in <laughs> fucking in suburban New York. That
1: wasn't every FYE. That was, like, Jerome and your backwoods <laughs> FYE, dude. <laughs> I literally went, there's still an FYE in the local mall in Winchester, Virginia. Really? I don't know how it's open still. And I went there like last year and they just have a bunch of used CDs and they had like a Kitty Chesley CD for like eight bucks. And I'm like, who's buying these? Who knows? Yeah, I wonder how many FYEs are left. Dude, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wild thing to think about because you could get everything of, there. You just got tickets. You you probably, you buy an eighth and then some tickets from a dude in the back room with a blacklight poster. <laughs>
0: That's How many funny. FYEs are left? Oh, it says there's 188 FYEs there around the country still left. Still
1: kicking, man! I'm so amazed that's still kicking.
0: Yeah, they've lost over they've lost 20 since May of 2020. A bizarre thing, so, also that kids, FYE survived COVID. Fuck, yeah, better than some
1: <laughs> businesses. Yeah, it's fucked up. There's some music people that quit, and the FYE's yeah. still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Blockbuster too, Blockbuster video. No one will ever understand what that is. That that's that that'll date me. That Friday, that Friday hit where you could go in there and smell you smell that Blockbuster man. That was different. <laughs> that was different. But well, it's all for the better. I love the new world. I'll, I'll take the Spotify and everything, yeah. even though they're they're just like raping us. But it's not, it's another yeah. spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that is a whole nother. That's a that's a whole pie. And we'll just call that one Spotify is raping. Hey, us. there the you podcast. go. Still, playlist me, please. Playlist me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Is it? Is it been? I mean, because you, you, um, you got down here right before all that Spotify, Apple yeah. Music, like right as streaming was kind of started. You were
1: still like promoting your music as like buy it, like it was like did please you, buy the song. Do you ever? Do you ever
0: do a Do you ever put a CD out? Yeah, I mean, I
1: still I still sell CDs at shows. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's older people that want them, but people just honestly, the sad part is, I think the CDs at shows is just a signature. They want to. They want a piece of actual stuff because I yeah. mean, but you'll still sell them. I mean, that with a koozie, you know, I'm just, you yeah. you merch wise, you still see it. It's still, do you guys have CDs? We don't because we don't you have don't? a
0: record. We don't have a record label, and for us, it just hasn't made. We probably could. We totally could. It's when a the, cheap
1: thing to sign. Like, I don't know. I, I was like Gary and, and Chuck
0: sell them, you know, but they've also had them. That, that I've, I can't tell you how many. OG like with the trees on it muscadine. Yeah, yeah, Well, not bootleg yeah, yeah. but like the muscadine EP like the soft case uh, whatever yeah, yeah, and part yeah. of their VIP thing was you buy the VIP pre-show and you get an autographed EP it's, of your choice I mean to be
1: honest with you it's a new cars that's and then, port, and then so everyone
0: like, and then everyone that you you give out technically counts as a sale. Uh oh, so for your yeah, numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. of like the different mineral like the gold platinum whatever Dang. if it ever gets to that point it counts as... I
1: know that scheme cuz they started doing that like people with ticket sales you just go. Gar- that's thing, why that's like... why
0: that that Garth Brooks thing I have up there live at Yankee Stadium that was the anthology thing, and it was like six CDs, like a bunch of funnels. I gave some of those to Maxwell. Where are the bodies, Garth? Where are the bodies? Right? No. Yeah, but he'll. But they were selling on Amazon. Everybody has
1: those, those. He still's the only one that can sell blocks of CDs. It's wild.
0: Bro, and he sells them for like 15 bucks on Amazon because so he just wants to break the record. It's crazy.
1: Dude, talking about Garth is a real... Uh, there's a guy, since he refuses to go on Spotify, there's a guy that has covered every Garth song. I know, yeah. He puts it on there, and I, I know the guy. He's an actual really good songwriter in town. <laughs> I won't say his name, because he <laughs> but I was listening to him, and I was like, wait a minute, that's uh, so-and-so. Like, um, and I think it's genius. Garth could be making all his money, but my friend's making all the money, because anytime someone wants to put Garth on their Insta story, it's my boy, Hell <laughs> like yeah! Hell I think yeah. it's the greatest scheme ever, but that's a yeah. little side note. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, Another thing too, another thing that we share is our, our love for the song Parked Out by the Lake. Oh, which man, I'm God, which Dean. it was it didn't so I wasn't here shout out Dean Summerwind. Yeah, Dean Summerwind. I wasn't you. I wasn't here Stay for all lot. What's and you've and you've gotten to be around to see kind of the our what's kind of involved our whole crew with this with Dick down in Dallas and different things like that you've gotten to kind of see, like, what's it like watching a song in Nashville and then seeing it go outside of it? Because, like, Tyler would, Reeve had one of those, too. I forget what his was. Bug, oh. Uh, Budweiser, maybe? Uh, or white
1: Girls, White wine, and what? Adderall? Yes. That
0: was, yes, like, a local yes, hit. I yes, love that song. Yeah.
2: White Girls, White wine, and Adderall.
1: Dick Down was the first song of a friend of mine that actually, like, I could go anywhere and, uh, and literally mention it, and they go, oh, you know that guy? Which is the weirdest feeling, though. I didn't realize, like, just going home and people being like, you know Dick Down, you you know him. It's just when a song goes big and Everyone knows it everywhere. I just can't describe it. It's
0: bizarre. And isn't it wild to think back like this time last year? Because it's we're recording this in September 14th, Shit, yeah. September 14 2020. It wasn't even out really. No, it wasn't. It we was... were we were sitting around fires on the weekends or on even during the fucking week. There was just, still not much to do. We yeah. sit around the fire pit.
1: I remember hearing the demo to the song and I thought it was hilarious and awesome. And then just never thought of never thought it. Never thought could... of it. And then we played kickball. We all had the kickball team in the pandemic, and we would just like joke about it during kickball like we'd kick the ball and i'd be like dick down and kick it into the left
0: field yeah trey bonner's out there screaming it with his shirt off and
1: i guess we should have known then looking back i'm like we all just kept talking about it so at some point i'm just so glad where it all went and uh Glad it's made a lot of my friends some money and some success because all these guys deserved it because yeah. they've all put in the it's work. It's just the wild
0: ball. to think sitting around. And there's something about the um, – It's
1: hilarious that it took that to be. I just still – That's so <laughs> Nashville. If you're around yeah. Nashville long enough, it's just – It's never what you think's going to hit hits. And it's just – There's no rhyme or reason sometimes. And it just happens when it happens. And it's it's good, though. It happens to the right
0: people at yeah. the right what, time. What people. advice would you give to somebody? You're, you're a vet. You've been around this town yeah. for a while. You've seen all kinds of shit. You've had your own – your own doubts and whatnot. What's yeah. and and still putting out music. We're going to talk about the new single, yeah, which man. drops tonight um, when this comes out. Oh, no, this episode it, it, comes oh out. yeah, it does. So yeah, it's yeah. a perfect we'll drop tonight, baby. Yeah, Come drops on. tonight, Dropping tonight. Which we'll talk about that in a second. Well, what advice would you offer to 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 the kid? And say, there's a kid from Winchester, West, yeah, Reg- Winchester, I mean, Virginia.
1: Sounds cliche, but you just kind of got to. I mean, you got to follow your own path and not you, like. I'd say when I first started writing music, bro country was big, and I was like, oh, maybe I should write bro country. And that's I, not you. No, I never – I didn't really go into it. Like, I started just writing stuff about Virginia because that was me at the time. Yeah. And I, it's hard to, to just say, like, oh, I'm not going to follow trends. But truly, like, the only success I've seen my friends have is because they're not following any trends. All my good friends. If you think about Ryan, Trey, Alex, no one's doing what, like – Oh, we need to get on Spotify playlists. We need to do this. It's just like we're trying to write good songs, and hopefully people will realize it. And for a while, it does suck because you're just like, man, no one's listening. Maybe I should take the cheap route and just try to like play, you know, just do the most commercial ready but, song. But
0: but then you're doing commercial stuff, and it's you get lost in that. That's yep. an even
1: bigger pool. Chasing the whole thing is stupid, and it sounds cliche, but always just kind of literally write what you know. It's they say it again and again, but like if you like the idea just because it's not commercial, you should write it. Not anyone in the world three years ago would have thought Dick Down in Dallas would do what it did. They would have been like, there's no way. Well, look what it did. I mean, that, and I mean, the biggest advice I'd give to people is just find your group, find your friends, because without them, I can't imagine, I mean, being if I didn't have this friend group, you'd have nothing down here because everyone's going to have their highs. You're going to have your lows. Well, who's going to be there when nothing's? Like, if you took all the music away from all of us I'd still be best friends with everybody. Yeah. I wouldn't care. Well, like, we all
0: met outside of outside yeah. of for music stuff. We all went and we're playing kickball and we're doing degenerate things and, together like as friends.
1: And I shout out to Alex. He's always good at making events for all of us to network yeah. and just have, be a crew. Because, But I've seen a lot of people in my years being here to where they get a deal the first year, they don't go out and meet any other friends than they have a couple friends at the record company, quote unquote friends that aren't there after they get their deal dropped. And then like three years go by, they get dropped they have no friends or anyone. And they're kind of like behind the A ball other than having that deal. It's like, okay, well, you, you had this success really quickly, and you had but your... you didn't really make any friends. Like, what happens is you're going to go up and down, but like the people that are going to be there that you're going to have success with and like help you are going to be these people you made these, these relationships that weren't even music based. Yeah.
0: And if they've had their hands held the whole time, too, because exactly. there's a lot of kids that come in. Because you were, you were how old when you moved here?
1: 20.
0: Two twenty-three. Yeah, that's how, that's how old I was I too. Guess, yeah. Yeah, right yeah, 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 which to me is like the perfect age to move down here. Yeah, you're they, old enough to get yeah. to the bars, and you're you're still like, in a way, I mean, young enough to want to go out to the bars and not yeah. care about staying out till three you o'clock can, in the yeah, morning every
1: night. You can go have your fun, yeah, and drink too much whiskey and stuff. But like, <laughs> I mean, I'd say. It, the holding your hand thing, it's funny because there's some people that will they'll move to town six months, get something. And it's great. I mean, there's been success with that. There's people, shit, Clint Black got a record deal in four months. He just went off with it. But then there's people who are like, wait a minute, I have to upload my, like they get dropped and they're like, well, how do I upload my music? How do I post? And you're like, you weren't doing all this stuff beforehand? They're like, no, someone was just doing it. Like like they couldn't do anything, Like, which I think is just funny to me because at some point. Not everybody, but you're going to have to do it yourself, especially these days. You see yeah. how it is. It's is. got to do it yourself. you yeah, got to learn how to do it. Yeah. You may be able to hand it off down the road. That's the goal for everybody, but you need to have It's a DIY day. world, it's and that applies to music. Completely. I mean, look what you're doing right now. It's, it's DIY, DIY completely, and you can tell when people have had their hand held, and for better or for worse, I think. I really do think just not being another piece of advice is just being chill, man. Don't be. It's just like easy. This is like high school in this yeah. town. If you're not chill, you're just word will spread. If you're kind of did you
0: did you did you um, hear that it was like high school before you moved down here, or like when did you realize that?
1: I'd say, like, in like, the first six, seven months, especially when you start going to all those whiskey jams, too, which they've gotten worse of that way, I think, to where it's more, like, clicky and clicky. But you start to realize the clicks and stuff. For better or for worse, I liked high school. If you didn't like high school, you're probably going to hate this place. Yeah. Because it is – it's a little clicky and tic tacky with groups and stuff. And, like, I mean, there's only probably, what, 500 people doing this, trying to do it, probably a, a couple thousand trying to do it, and 500 people doing it professionally. So it's like you narrow that down. The people know you. You either have a good – people like you or you don't. And, man, you can – you can quickly become the guy. Everyone's like, don't deal with that guy. Yeah. And you know right away, though. Yeah, you, word word
0: does travel around. Yeah.
1: And honestly, it's just like, especially you've been down here enough, your bullshit meter goes off when I meet people and I'm like, well, this is this yeah, guy doesn't it's, have, it's this da- guy's not chill. Yeah.
0: See, that was something on Broadway I didn't realize. There's like,
1: real and then there's fake and you realize it real quickly in writer's rounds and shows where you're like, oh, this guy's just giving me the creeps. I don't like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then there's good, genuine people that yeah, just man. work hard and, and shit happens, which is why I'm lucky to be. Talk about No Hits, real quick. No
1: Hits. So, <laughs> No Hits. No Hits. Shout out No Hits. Um, no Hits is a. Uh, it's funny having to explain this to people because we were at Trey's show and this girl kept asking me and I was just like, she's like, what is it? She got NASCAR. She just kept thinking of the NASCAR <laughs> emblem because we got the NASCAR emblem. Yeah. It is a basically a group of songwriters. We made it up because at the time, none of us were having any success. And we're just kind of like joking and we had a whole group of probably it's like seven or eight people it's become all y'all too though all y'all are no hits now. associates associates <laughs> but we have a, a, a chat thread and stuff and it just was like it started off of us making fun of a guy who was having this thing and someone goes but he ain't got no hits and literally just yelling and it was like but he ain't got no hits and we were like no hits shit we ain't got and then so one of us when when they said that we go we ain't got no hits either and so it just says Gone off that to where it's kind of a, I'd say a therapy group. All the stuff we can't say out in public that we want to say, but you can't because it is music row and it's like a high school. And you, yeah. not that you want that out there. Or anything, all the jokes and stuff that we can do, and it's just more of a. It's become kind of a brand to where it's a group of songwriters that we just joke that we ain't got no hits, even though most of them have hits. But I'd say that's the biggest thing here. It's like you can't be, you can't do any of this by yourself. Yeah, you can't come here and be like, well, I'm gonna get a record by myself. I'm gonna do this by myself. I'm gonna tour by myself. I'm gonna become this. It's such a group mentality that you have to have. And that's what no hits is to me. It's just a group of just like funny ass, good ass singer songwriters, just busting balls, because that's what we're about. Yeah, you got to have fun in life. I mean, the music's important. Be serious about it at some times. But 80% of the time, it's just laugh. You gotta laugh. Yeah. You gotta laugh, or you're not gonna get through it. We're in the music industry, man. It's batshit yeah. crazy. You wake up every day to write songs. It's it's not the end of the world. I'm not a doctor. Yeah.
2: I'm not like,
1: no. like, I think sometimes people take it too seriously. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, yeah, we're not going and change. We are changing the world somewhat, but some, just laugh. That's what No Hits is about to me, other than just being a good friend group. Again, I, I ran about it because I really don't know how to describe it because it's an yeah, outrageous I, I, group. I, I it's get an outrageous
0: at, group of people. Yeah, I get asked about it all the time, and I'm not even in the damn thing. But I'm like in a so like you, mean, guys you, are, are, you, you guys are, you are, you guys are, you guys are. I mean, I'll, I'll wear, I'll wear the shirt out and like all that, and 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 we we sell them, and people. I'd are like, say
1: it's like how the peach pickers. And we're not the peach pickers whatsoever. No. We have none of that success. <laughs> but so, kind of how they branded themselves as like a songwriting group. So yeah. that's pretty much what we did, and we use it to just kind of like, hey man. Share this, share that. We'll, yeah. We all help each other. And when the good times are good, we'll all pat each other on the back and be like, that song's badass. And when someone's down on the shit, we'll be like, hey, man, you, no, get up. You're good.
0: Get up. Let's, on. let's go get a beer. Because yeah. you need it. It's, it's, you
1: yeah, honestly, it's free therapy
0: too. Because yeah. this sound,
1: it'll beat you to the core yeah. if you get too much into it. And I'm sure there's a music growth therapist somewhere that makes a lot of money off people. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, you, you got to tell them, hey, come on over to the Pegram yeah. Pub. and, yeah, and, and hang
1: Also, just no hits is just a bunch of shitty memes I post. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: who's, who's got the best meme game in there? Because you make quite a few. I don't know, that's probably me. Bonner, I'm, Bonner, Bonner's really good, Bonner's, Bonner's a meme guy.
1: I'm really good at bad Photoshop, too. I will Photoshop your face on Some, anything. Sometimes
0: I kind of like bad Photoshop it's more than, than good me. Photoshop.
1: If anyone needs bad Photoshop, hit up Brian Fraser Music. I will I'll get you five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Five bucks of Photoshop, bro. I'll put your hit on anything.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. We we love that. I've I've enjoyed some of those Wolfman, uh, Wolfman. Yeah,
1: shout out Cody Wolf. What up, the man? That's better the man. Be-
0: he's better without you, you know. Not gonna he's better lie. without you. Um, and speaking of speaking of <laughs> awesome music, love you. Um, brand new single coming. Drink come true. Drink man. come true. I baby. love this fucking artwork Dude, too. I know. I... Who designed that?
1: <laughs> so uh, a guy that uh, does a lot of Cody Park stuff named Dean. I think his name's Tom Zack. He's got a crazy last name, but badass. I was hitting up Cody like, hey, I really like your, we're best friends. I was like, I really like your, your brand imagery. I was like, who does that? Cause I had this idea from this song for a while of like a genie in a bottle. Cause I mean, you hear the song, it's just about trying to get over a girl. Wishing on a drink come true, man. Just trying to get over her. almost like the beer's yeah. the genie in the bottle. And then I kind of went down this hole. And when he designed it and sent that back to me, I kind of was like, wait a minute, is this too much? And then I showed my wife and she's like, No, that's perfect. So I, I'm really glad how that came out because it's eye popping yeah. and it's I like different shit. I think that's another thing. Everyone goes around and there's nothing wrong with it. Put your logo on a photo, of you
0: smiling. Put, yeah. Yeah. But no, this, like to me this this stands out.
1: I'm independent. It's there's no one telling me what to do.
0: No, you're your own CEO, bro. I
1: honestly think it's stuff like that that it's a little I love little things like I I think another thing that's missing from the younger generation from what we got to see is album cover art. Album cover art used to be and I know it's because money's just you don't make money in CDs and selling, you make money in touring. But album art was so cool back in the day. There was so much like time spent on like, and Ryan does a good job with it. We always discuss like album art. I love album art. I think it's just such an integral part of releasing music. And that one, yeah, I'm proud of that one. So yeah, shout dude, out to Cody and Dean for Definitely that up.
0: not bad Photoshop.
1: <laughs> and to put me as like a drunk looking genie, dude. Dude, it's
0: per fun. it's it's perfect. Like I I that that genie should be on like a t-shirt. That uh, genie it's, should be on a it's covered. Yeah, we're going to have to look at that. That's good, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's some that's some quality <laughs> Brian Fraser merch there. Also shout out to your awesome wife Holly, which by the shout way. Shout out
1: Holly, she you, deals with all the no hits bullshit. Dude, here. you
0: you guys are it's always like I remember there's been a couple nights where I've and the funny part is I don't even drink. But but yeah. I still find a way to get rowdy and like <laughs> That's party. what I love. I, that's my thing. I do I'm, love
1: that about our group too. It's not like we're we're not forcing anyone. You don't have to, and you don't have to drink to have fun. And I think we all do a good job of being like, dude, just hang out. We're all friends here. Yeah, which I like. There's some groups that would be like, yeah. why don't you have a? Beer but
0: I've had some fun. very good nights out with uh, with you and you and Holly. The Fraser. I'm a I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, big, big fan in, of hanging with the Fraser. You're in
1: the Fraser clan <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Holly. She deals with all. That. You got to find. Uh, I lucked out with that one. She understands the music world and it's. Rare you find a girl that understands all the bullshit and good that comes with this job. So. Yeah,
0: and and is a great hang and has fun exactly, going out, and hanging yeah. with hanging with all your buddies, and there are there significant others as well. if yeah, They've yeah. got them, you know. It's yeah, a good yeah. time. I
1: lucked out. I lucked out. Yeah, with you it.
0: definitely did. So again, talking about yeah. the song "Drink Come True," who'd you write it with? What was all kind right. of the process? Yeah,
1: um, wrote it. Uh, it was one of the, it. This is how it would end up. Last write of twenty twenty. Like I wrote all these songs all year. Had a, a couple good ones I was liking. Still was looking for something, really, that was hitting. Um, wrote it with Mark Oria hey. and Baker Grissom. Hey. And um, Baker and I don't write a lot, even though we're really good friends. It's just he's always so busy because he's on a deal with red. And we write, like, five, six times a year. And that was one of those ones with uh, him and Mark. And, man, I mean, another one of those songs that came out. and like, Yo, you hear it again and again, 40 minutes. And we're just laughing. I'm like, this is hilarious. I love everything about this song. I had the title originally for a while, just Drink Come True on my phone. And uh, Baker kind of was the one that started the whole story, and it just rolled out, man. And I, I started playing it out, and it, you know, you play so many songs out, that one just kept getting a reaction. And um, then we went and cut it in February. It's taken a while to get it back, because we've just been working on stuff, and but I'm so glad to get it out, man. Yeah, it's going to come out next Tuesday, the 21st, Drink Come True, we'll probably do a music video afterwards, get a little rowdy. It's like a fun, it's a fun breakup song in a weird way where the guy's trying to drink the per- drink the girl back, man. But in a yeah. fun way where he's like, She ain't coming back, bro. But maybe I'll sit here wishing on a drink come true, wishing on a whiskey, dreaming in a beer. I mean, what yeah. else do you need, bro? Hell yeah, It's man. got some really fun lines. It's yeah, yeah. I I've been looking for a song like this for a long time and uh we did it over at uh, Grady's. He always shout out does to all stuff. Studios, big sponsor of ours love here love at in the round. Loves yeah. love Grady Saxman. He's the shit with Saul and all them. Um of Frank and uh what is it uh all the people over there they're amazing we cut that and uh, I love how it turned out man and again Alex Maxwell producing it with Grady and Alex has just become such an integral part of my he, career he, well
0: he gets your sound he knows yeah. what Brian Frazier is trying truly to say
1: something you don't understand till you really get in the music industry of being like I feel like I've just found really my sound and it's I mean I'm seven years into this professionally of the yeah. town to where, like, the other stuff was good, and there's some songs that are Brian Fraser, but really does. I didn't realize that, but you're just finding it, and having a producer and best friend that knows your sound. So, And we'll have some other songs down the road coming out. We got three more I'll release afterwards, but I am super pumped for Drink Come True. You're going to want to jam that. Just a good, good old country drinking song.
0: Hell yeah, we love that. Go. Now, where can people go to find you on all the socials? Uh, all the
1: socials, so I'm a Brian Fraser music, Brian with a Y, Fraser with a Z. Not like that '90s show with an S. Check me out. yeah. I always have to say that it shows. I got a long name, but I kept it. Someone was like, "You should just be Brian David. That's your middle name." I'm like, "Nah, dude, we can't. That sounds like the most stereotypical." Yeah. yeah right. So Brian Fraser music at a uh, anywhere anywhere music's available. It's on Instagram, TikTok. Trying to blow that TikTok up like my boy Trey Lewis. Shout out Trey. Yeah, we were, One day. We
0: were going over your. We were looking at your TikTok. <laughs> my biggest earlier. TikTok
1: right now is just John Daly partying, but I'll take that. That's 2.1 k- mil. 2.1 mil, baby. 2.1 mil. We need to get Drink Come True on that level, but we're, we'll get there.
0: We need to find a way right, now, to get ooh, John, John Daly, Daly
1: drinking to Drink Come True. <laughs> no, yeah, like
0: the video. Oh, is you're like not wrong. John Daly. Shit. We gotta like find a way to get on like Old Hickory Country Club and just tear apart that club. John house. Daly, I love
1: you by the way. There's no ill will. Out. Like, like, could you imagine
0: show? just chugging a beer, just just shoveling down a beer with John Daly? I
1: would. I mean, I definitely would. I would have a couple moments of free. out. I would out. love
0: to just see the moment of, of like the No Hits crew, or maybe honestly, I love, we honestly all... you, Mark Orient, <laughs> Eli Locke, and John Daly. And John Daly just seeing you, Mark, and Eli. And I have like, a feeling. All right, let's go, boys. All
1: of our paths are gonna cross because he's always in town now. Like he's trying to he I'm not trying. He is a country singer. Yeah, he's but putting he's out pretty, a record. It's pretty decent. Some of his songs are actually pretty legit. So I feel like we're Bro, gonna cross paths at some point. That's
0: an in-the-round goal right here. I'm declaring oh, it right now. Oh my Get god. Get John yes. fucking Daly on a writer's round. I don't think it'd
1: be that Put hard. We need to hit him up. I don't think it'd be that hard. Put John
0: Daly on a writer's round.
1: I mean, just offer free gray goose and you'll be in dude bro just just <laughs> bottles of gray goose yeah.
0: for john daly here you go <laughs> So
2: hundred <laughs>
0: percent. that'd be hilarious john no hits takeover oh my god featuring yeah. john daly
1: check out no hits though yeah check out my uh instagram we'll be always uh, memes and music man that's what we do a lot of fun a lot of bs hell yeah hanging out but yeah thanks for having me on we're always dude. pumped for this single mm-hmm. new music's been a hot minute i released about three songs last year so Glad to have some more music out. This one's hoping this one's takes off. Hell yeah, man. Well, well,
0: thanks for coming and doing this. You guys make sure to check out. Love you too, man. Make sure to check out our boy, Brian Frazier. Drink come true. It's the new single. It is, it is coming out. Actually, uh, tonight, when this episode releases, which is badass, you guys make sure you um, you get a sneak peek of it right now, which is super badass. Uh, make sure you pre-save it, download it, add it to all your playlists, follow the boy on all the socials, and of course, shout out as always to our sponsors. Trailside CBD, we love that Delta 8 THC. Um, use the promo code ITR for twenty percent off your order. Saxman Studios, Grady and the boys. Brian worked with them. a lot of our friends have Go worked get with em. them. You're looking for a place to get some get some work done here in Nashville, Tennessee? Hit the boys at Saxman Studios up. And then, last but certainly not least, our friends at Whale Tail Media. And remember, if you really like this episode, leave us five stars, baby. Hit a give us give us the love, you small know, likes. Give, give us give us them likes. Hit us with them five star reviews. It helps us out a ton. But now without further ado, a sneak peek, a debut, the latest from our boy, Brian Frazier. This is Drink Come True. Y'all have been listening to the In The Round Podcast.
2: Don't get me wrong, I take her back again. She disappeared, made it clear, that ain't happening. So I'm staring to and swearing through the bottom of the glass. Gonna drink her away, if I can't drink her Prayin I can make a broke heart, brand new Sitting there waiting for a drink come true. Sitting there waiting for a drink come true. Yeah, I'll admit it ain't going well. Guess I thought I'd.